You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. It's me, it's Chris Meany, and guess who's back? Back again. All-Star break is over. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hit a billion home runs but didn't win the home run derby. Everybody oh. struck out in the All-Star game, and we're back, back to DFS, Chris Meany. <laughs> back again man what a derby though that was just uh so entertaining so fun and be hard to top that i don't care if the balls are juiced or not vlad put on a heck of a show pete alonzo it looked like he was just warming up and actually getting into a groove by the time you know the end of the second round happened but that that back and forth between jock peterson and vlad guerrero was just so fun to watch it was it was phenomenal it was just a great derby and you know what it was a good all-star game too i mean you're right the under everyone was striking out the American League owns the National League again, but, you know, overall, it was a pretty good all-star week. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. And uh, baseball, you know, look, it's, it's that time of year, too, where all the football draft prep is coming, too, and we know that, and we understand that, and, and we got you. And, if, of course, if you're just dying for football coverage, you know the football black book's out there on Amazon, so go out and get it. Plus, if you get it this week, too, today is the last day that we're doing the Fantasy Cares promotion, which means that uh, in honor of Scott Fishbowl, raising money for Toys for Tots for Fantasy Cares, uh, portion of the proceeds of sales from the black book this week during slow drafts is going uh, to toys for tots and to fantasy care. So last year we did this and we raised a couple hundred dollars. Uh, my employer fan tracks is matching whatever I raised this year. So go out there. If you haven't bought it, this is the perfect time to buy it this weekend because uh, I mean, it's just, it's right there. You win the kids win. Everybody wins. Let's help some kids. Let's help you win some DFS too. So uh, I mean, obviously not much to talk about since the all-star game, mm-hmm. but it's like turning the, I feel like it's like turning the page. It's not the halfway point in the season. It, it's a little bit past that. It's like the three fifths point or whatever it is. If you're big into math, but it does feel like a definitive turn of the page. Doesn't it? After the all-star break. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Um, you know, we'll start to see some guys here get called up some more guys. Uh, we're talking about a pitcher today that we haven't seen in over a year. Yeah, it, it does feel like the halfway point to me and turn the page and hopefully we continue to have some success. And for those out there who are just getting back into it, we'll guide you through here and use the Line Star app to help you along the way. They got some great tools, some great projections and uh, some value plays out there to help you out, some stacks to help you out as well. So we'll have let's have a strong second half here. All right. And of course, if everybody listened to me, Major League Baseball right now would be starting its tournament for the playoffs. You see, this is exactly where we'd say you have the all-star game. Everybody would reset their rotations, take a week off. And then Monday, boom, you start off with the seedings for the tournament. And oh my God, could you imagine right now in the vacuum of the sports world we have in July and August, how great it would be to be talking. Oh my God, where playoff baseball starts today. My God, would that be great? But of course, no, you got another like (laughs) 60 something games left to play. In regular season before we get to the month and a half of playoffs snooze it's my one my one thing about baseball is just the the few teams that make the playoffs and and i guess that's unique when you look at the nhl and the nba and half your you know half their league make the playoffs so what what's the fun in that really it, you know you got to take you get a lot of pride when you make the playoffs in baseball but i just feel like there's always three or four at least two or three solid solid baseball teams that have a chance to win the world series that just don't get a chance to make the playoffs because you, no few teams make it. 
This is the brainchild of my insane brain. This is what we do. You turn oh. it into a tournament. You play 101 games. And then after that, I have the all-star break. Boom. You stop everything. You seed everybody. You play double elimination round robin style tournament in the Ooh. American League and the National League. And then you wrap the whole thing up first week in October with the World Series before we really kick into football season at the high, high gear. And everybody wins. Everybody's more into it. Trust me, it would be great. And you're not taking away games from everybody in the CBA and everyone would be happy. But whatever. It's never going to happen. Joe. I like it. Dude, I mean. You're onto something. I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, we're going to play the same amount of games. Let's make them count differently. And then, you know what? The teams that are out of it, you have them continue to play for draft slot. That's what you do. Yeah. You play for draft slot, and then like you, don't, well, the crap. There's something to play for. We can get the number one overall pick and keep helping an organization that's going on the rise. Why not? What's the harm in thinking outside the box? Let's makes, do it, baseball. Makes too much sense. I know, right? I know. These are the crazy things that go on in my brain. All right, let's start <laughs> off here with six oh five. We've got Steven Strasburg against Nick Pavetta. Of course, I'm going with the national side of this one, uh, but you know, it's a six oh five game, so we all know what that means. That means on DK, it's not going to happen. On FanDuel, Strasburg is 10.4. Pavetta is 6.5. Um, I, I just think Nationals are going to be too heavy of a favorite here, so I'm going to fade away from the contrarian love. Strasburg is the easy cash game arm. He's $1,000 cheaper than Garrett Cole. I feel good about this one if you can work it in. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, dead on. I mean, we'll roll through all the pitchers here, and there's not a lot of top options on the board, so Strasburg is certainly one. If you can find your way to get into a contest with the Nationals and the Phillies, there's one, and I, and I think he should, you know, continue to pick on Nick Pavetta. I mean, it's just things have just not gone well for him this season, even since the call up. You know, when he got called back up. He had a, a couple nice outings in a row where it looked like he was maybe onto something. But this is a guy who's given up nine home runs in his last four starts. He's walking guys left, right, and center. So I mean, Strasburg and the Nats bats are are key. Guys like Zimmerman, Zimmerman, and and Dozier. I'm Robles. glad you pointed out Zimmerman because I had Decent my eye on yeah, Rendon Soto Zimmerman. I think is a great little thing because Zimmerman's is 2.7. Even Adam Eaton at 3.2. You know, cheap, you can cheap, you can do the 2.3.4 or the 3.4.5 in this lineup with Rendon and Soto because Soto's only 4.1, and I don't think that's astronomical for his talent level against Pavetta in that ballpark especially. No, definitely not. Like, righty's the way to go, but Soto, if you're going to stack him, you're, you're going to want to have Soto for sure. All right, let's move on to the Yankee game here. You got the Yankees against Sanchez. Uh, this one's in New York. He's down to 8.6 on FanDuel, and I like this. On DK, he's 10.1, so see you later. Not doing it. I, I don't get it. But at 8.6, I am intrigued. I am very much intrigued because I still think the Yankees are just a heavy favorite for a W at home. We know that, but just look at their record, for God's sakes. Their, uh, Vegas is calling them a 7.1 total today. Is that possible? Can you... <laughs> Aaron Sanchez is that bad. I was taking a look at high. (laughs) Yeah, you're you're seeing that correctly. In fact, I think they just played Aaron Sanchez and Sanchez held his own. But the Yankees uh, eventually got to that run total, which was seven as well. I mean, look at Sanchez, a 23 percent line drive rate is is the highest of any pitcher going today. 80 percent contact rate. He's allowed 105 hits, the fifth most of any pitcher going today. And 56 walks is the most in baseball. So. I understand the team fly total. I understand the Yankees are minus 270 favorites. So you're right. I mean, if you want to go Herman in on FanDuel, because it is tough to spend up on for him on DraftKings. Like, it's no, just I, absurd. But for it's as your one pitcher on FanDuel, it's, yeah, it's not necessary. But your one pitcher on FanDuel, absolutely. You, I mean, you're probably going to get the win. You're going to get a few strikeouts against this J squad. So it's, and it's look, definitely he, a good play. Even on the other side of this, too, I mean, Vlad Guerrero Jr. coming off the huge derby. We'll see if, you know, the – the curse continues with the guys, but you know, it's funny. People always like to point that out about the whole curse. And 
I actually read a study of this a couple of years ago, and the study proved that it has nothing to do with the Derby. What it has to do with most of the guys in the Derby have had monstrous first halves. And typically, anybody who has a monstrous first half tends to level off in the second half because, well, that's just baseball. So a guy who hits 30 home runs in the first half isn't typically hit 30 home runs in the second unless his name is, you know, Sammy Sosa or Mark McGuire, you know, so that that's kind of a different way of thinking about it. So Vlad hasn't been that guy. So at 3.0, I think he's in play. I think Torres at 3.4, uh, Urshela even at 2.9, Didi at 3.3. Those are some guys tonight that I think you get some cheaper ends of this game because I think there will be some offense in this, but I think Herman's going to get the win. Over on the DK side, all the Yankees are super expensive. Oh, I mean, the yeah. cheapest one is, is Urshela at 4-2. Everybody else is above that into the high fours, low five. So if you want to pay for Yankees tonight and fade Colorado, that's fine. But get out your checkbook, baby, and you're going to have to find some pitching discounts for sure. Yeah, you really are. DK finally adjusted some of their prices on guys like DD Gregorius, Aaron Hicks. These were these were the cheap guys that we could get in there, but yeah, you're not, you're not getting any part of it. And Herman has a 2.37 ERA at home over 30 innings compared to 4.53 on the road over 45. So, I mean, that's a positive as well. You you would think that, you know, people would shy away maybe from him pitching at home, but I like that. Maybe we'll see the opposite effect here. It's a good call by you. It's actually dead on and with the home run derby theory. Maybe we'll see Pete Alonso maybe slow down a little bit and Vlad pick up because guys that have kind of been on the opposite side of the scale, right? Yeah. I mean, well, I forget uh, where I read it too, but it was a good analysis. So, I mean, I'll just pretend that I made it yeah. up. So, look, everybody, you I'm heard pretending. it from me. You heard it from me first. But it, it's very logical because that whole thing of like, well, what happened to this guy? He, you know, he was so good in the first half and then he put that he had the derby and then he sucked in the second half. Yeah. Not really. No. Take it's kind of all in your head too. Like, yeah. like um, Trout has always said he wanted to play in the Derby, and I swear the only reason he hasn't, even though Mike Sosha is not around anymore, is because of Mike Sosha. All his right. comments every year is like, "No, nah, it's not good. I wouldn't be good for Mike. I mean, Mike should just really focus on other things." You know, it's too bad. Eventually, I'd like to see Trout give it a go. Yeah. I think his swing would be just fine. But you know, there are a lot of people do say that Joe, like with the with the home run swing. But we'll see guys like Josh Bell and Pete Alonso here in the second half how they. Adjust. I mean, they're all swinging from the fences anyway nowadays. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> That's all I think about. It. All right. Yanni Torino's at 8.4 on DK against Dylan Bundy at 7.2. That's the DK pricing on FanDuel. Torino's is 6.8. Dylan Bundy at 7.7. 7. So you're the Dylan Bundy whisperer. What are your thoughts on this matchup today in Baltimore? Yeah, it's not awful. I don't hate it. Um, this is a guy who, you know, we, we all know about the flaws in his game. He's got a high fly ball rate. Uh, he allows a lot of home runs. He's, nobody's allowed more home runs than him over the past couple seasons, but he's actually been pretty decent. I, I probably won't go there. It, it's it's a tournament arm only, but if you just look at the track record with Dylan Bundy, I mean, he had a couple bad starts you know, against San Diego and Seattle, but if you take those two away, I mean, he hasn't allowed more than three runs since, you know, March. It, it's been a pretty good showing from him. I mean, he's striking guys out. He's got 96 and 91 innings. It's just you know he's probably going to allow a home run or two. And Tampa's a little bit better. They don't strike out as much against righties as they do against lefties. So I probably, I, honestly, I probably won't go there. But don't be surprised, like, if, you know, if you're stacking Tampa and it's just underwhelming tonight. Like, well, I don't, this is why I don't it. think I stack Tampa, but I'll tell you what. It's got a duo that I like on FanDuel at least, which is Austin Meadows is finally priced down in a good ballpark against a pitcher that gives up home runs. Yeah. So Austin Meadows at 3-5, coming out of a couple of days of a little bit of a break, and Tommy Pham at 3-6. Those two guys at the top of this lineup, 1-2 on FanDuel, I think are excellent lineup builders, good return on investment, good ballpark, good pitching matchup. Everything marks out for them. On the other side of this one, 2.7 for Dwight Smith, I think is a bargain. Uh, that guy is another lineup builder. We're always looking for guys under three 
Dwight Smith is that guy hitting the two hole. Even Jonathan VR at 3.2, uh, a guy who can get your points in different ways. I like that as well. Uh, we got Jason Vargas going against Caleb Smith. Now, Caleb Smith had a phenomenal run. He had some injury issues. He wasn't 100% healthy. So what do we make of Smith now? He's eight on the DK on the FanDuel side, excuse me, on uh, FanDuel. Uh, and on DK, he is 8.6. So what do you make of this matchup here between Caleb Smith and Vargas, who has been better after the one of the worst starts in recent memory of a guy who actually stayed in a rotation afterwards. Yeah, no kidding. Um, for Caleb Smith, much like, I mean, Dylan Bundy has a 43% fly ball rate. Like that's pretty high, but if you look yeah. at Caleb Smith, 48%. Wow. And yeah, he just doesn't have the innings to qualify 48%, a 40% hard hit rate. And if you just look at the game log, like pitching in Miami helps him. That's where he's going to pitch tonight. But this is a guy who's allowed 15 home runs and 13 starts. He's allowed a home run in, 10 nine straight outings and you know seven in his last three so this is somebody who struggles with the long ball i mean he really does so if you want to take oh, some and then shots you got guys like jd guys. davis todd yeah, Frazier, absolutely jd davis is 2.2 hitting the three hole Frazier hitting clean up at two eight pete yeah. alonzo obviously is going to be more expensive for three and jeff mcneil hits everybody but everybody i mean those absolutely. those two guys another duo that's super cheap that can allow you to go up to the yankees can allow you to go up potentially as well yeah. um to colorado game and on fan on, on dk rather davis is 3.8 so a little bit pricier than i thought he would be todd frazier at 3.5 but i think you make a good case there uh against caleb smith with the fly ball rate well you look at his home numbers he's been he has been amazing 1.84 era at home only two home runs allowed in 29 innings on the road i know like i said this game's in miami but it's something to keep an eye on going forward on the road in 42 innings of 4.64 era and 13 bombs like on the road is really where he struggles but right-handed bats have been able to get to him 11 bombs this season so i think there's something there with you're right pete alonzo you're gonna have to spend up for him but i think there's something there with jd davis i think there's something there with todd frazier the especially Todd Frazier is a fly ball guy. I mean, you know, right. He can, he can and he's had a very good year. He has he's, had a good he's year. He's been healthier than he has been in, in I think at least two seasons. Uh, I want to talk about another guy too, who's on the Marlins Chris, and that's Cesar Puello, who had a really good run there for your angels. Yeah, and it was just a, well. well, yeah, it was a crunch in terms of roster and guys coming back and Otani and, and Upton yeah. and everybody coming back and he just kind of got squeezed out. And then the Marlins picks him up. He's only 2.6 on FanDuel. He's facing the lefty tonight. I think this is another guy that's definitely a lineup builder tonight in the outfield for me. I think he allows you to do a lot. And is another, like Dwight Smith, very responsible guy hitting in the two-hole with a good matchup and a good situation. Yeah, absolutely. He's been he's – been, I was really impressed with him. With the Angels, I thought he was patient. He took his at-bats. He took his pitches. He wasn't afraid to walk. He he actually got hit like three games in a row where most guys would move out of the way. He just took it. Like So he's not afraid to get on base. I like him. It's a good call That's by right. you. That's right. He's I'm a man. Three six. Hits lefties well. I'm a fan. There you go. All right. Kyle Gibson is taking on Mike Clevenger tonight. This is in Cleveland there. So uh, the post-juice from the All-Star game. Clevenger is 9.3 on FanDuel, 9.6 on DK. So it's amazing you can get Clevenger cheaper than you can Herman. That just makes me laugh. It's just, oh, I don't no know, kidding. whatever. Yeah. But Eddie Rosario is back in this one. So now that Rosario is back, does this give you pause with Clevenger? I say no. I'm in on Clevenger. I think it's a very fair price. I think the matchup is one where the ownership's going to be down because it's against Minnesota, and that makes him actually appealing uh, both in cash and in tournament play for me. What do you think about Clevenger? Are you a little afraid because Rosario's back in this lineup and they start to roll again? Or do you think Clevenger, like I do, is perfectly set up to be a good ROI? 
Yeah, I think he's set up to be a good ROI. And, you know, Linestar loves him. Um, they have him as the second projected pitcher on the board just behind Garrett Cole. So, and there's a pretty significant difference in terms of pricing. And if you're just looking for value, I mean, he's the second price. He's the second pitcher there projected, you know, behind her boy, Robbie two thirds, uh, five and two thirds. <laughs> Robbie right? five and two thirds. Are you, but, you know, he's, he's the perfect tournament arm tonight. Normally I would, I would kind of shy away, but I'm looking at these pitchers. It's like, where do you go tonight oh, in terms of studs? Yeah. But, love, but we're not going to get to him yet. Don't, shh, don't tell everyone. We'll, tease we'll, we'll tease it. Yeah. But for tease Clevenger, very encouraged with his last start. It was it was basically perfect. No walks, no runs through six innings. He struck out nine. This guy's got 40 strikeouts in 24 innings now. That's a 14.7K per nine. Like, he strikes guys out. So, I think it's a tournament. I wouldn't go there in cash, obviously. But in the tournament, both FanDuel, both DraftKings, maybe even more contrarian love on FanDuel is your one pitcher. You want to get a guy low-owned with a high ceiling? That's the way to go. Yeah, I, I agree with that, too. Uh, and going against Kyle Gibson, too, if we do believe that Clevenger can win. Uh, Lindor is at 4-3. Uh, Kipnis is at 3. Jose Ramirez at 3-5. So those are kind of the main The Indians are there. hot. Yeah. I, they I, came I, into the break pretty on a roll. I agree. I agree. And yeah. Bobby Bradley's just 2.2. If you're looking for a one-off dinger, maybe you get that. Uh, I think it's possible. 2.2 is so damn cheap, and that guy's got legit power. So just, just pointing that out there. I don't love Bobby Bradley. He's not a complete hitter, but... The guy can hit home runs. So uh, let's go on to Eduardo Rodriguez and the Red Sox at home against Kenta Maeda. Now, this is a tough one. It's funny because Eduardo Rodriguez is more expensive than Maeda uh, on not one, but actually just on the FanDuel side on DK, Maeda is more expensive. So it's very weird because mm. on FanDuel, Maeda is just 6.8. Wow, 6, yeah. And I actually like the Dodgers in this game tonight. I really do. I just think they get AJ Pollock back. And I don't, you know, it's not saying he's a difference maker, but he's another right handed bat in a lineup that's been very left-handed heavy. And I don't know, man. I look at this as an opportunity where they're going to go in there and their patience collectively, I think, is going to wear out Rodriguez. And I'm go- I'm going on the Dodger side of this one if I'm in the betting lines. What about you? Yeah, I, I like it as well. I mean, it's my well, road dog get... tonight that I like. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say, road dog. I mean, we're getting some value there with, with Kenta Maeda and the Dodgers. I mean – Man, that price, it makes me think a little bit, but I don't want him. I don't want Kenta Maeda as my one. I don't think you want handle. either of these pitchers tonight. No, I'll be honest. I don't honest. think you do either. I like the, I over. the I already, ri- I already wrote down the over for the plays. <laughs> like, circled and bold over. But, no, you make a good point. Get AJ Pollock back in the in the the right in the middle of that lineup. This is a team that, you're right, they have a lot of lefties, but they hit lefties well. I mean, they have the best overall team Woba in baseball. So, I'm on the Dodgers side as well. I think there'll be some runs scored here tonight. Um, how about go? how about this too? The third number two hitter we're going to talk about tonight that is under three K on Fanduel, Justin Turner, two point eight. Against the lefty in Boston, that's a steal. That's yeah. absolute steal. Go do it. Uh, anything else here from the Red Sox side you want to point out here? I mean, Devers is expensive at four three on Fanduel. Uh, ben I mean, Attendee's a little cheap. So yeah, three five. Yeah, I can get behind that. He had a. I mean, he sat three games in a row for the Red yeah. Sox struggling but then he came back and i think he had a three or four hit game so at three five maybe the all-star break to clear his head he's a better hitter than what he's shown so far this season so at three five now's the time to jump on those guys like turner like Benatendi, javis at three six is interesting i mean jackie bradley tournament bat is not bad at two seven all right garrett cole is 11-4 on fandu 11-5 on dk he's going against jesse chavez in texas so are you fading this on the ballpark and the right-handed guy going against Texas? Or are you saying, hey, it's Garrett Cole, screw it. It's expensive. 
but and it's funny because he's kind of a standalone guy. There isn't another guy. Clevenger's very good, but he's not Garrett Cole good. So I guess here's the question is, do you think he's worth the cash tonight in this scenario? I, I do. I mean, he's got 21 strikeouts and 10 innings against Texas so far this That's season. Pretty good. It's pretty, pretty good. Um, in fact, I missed a start. Wow. He's got he's got 29 strikeouts in 16 innings against Texas this year, which is even better. Um, but you know what? He's allowed a home run in all those outings, right? And that's mm-hmm. what he does. He allows a, he allows a home runs, 17 of them. But we've said this before, like Verlander leads the league in home runs allowed. We're, we're not shying away from him. He'll probably allow one or two bombs in this game, but he'll strike some guys out. Personally, I'm going to shy away. I'm not going to spend that much money, 11-5, but I will have one share in a tournament. I definitely won't go there in cash. I just don't want to strap myself as Cole as my cash pitcher. I just feel like I won't have a balanced lineup. So I'll have a share in a tournament. I won't go there in FanDuel. I don't even want him to be my one my one guy on FanDuel. I just... It's just too expensive for me. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's exactly. I think there's other ways to do it on FanDuel tonight, but I, I get what you're saying. Uh, let's move on here to uh, San Francisco, Sean Anderson and Chase Anderson, the battle of the Andersons. Yes. My God, it's like the Matrix. Uh, but so, <laughs> so we have these guys here. We know San Fran had a little run here to close the break. I'm not looking for that to pick up right where it left off. I'm just not. But it is in Milwaukee. So go ahead. Give me give me the hot take on this one because <laughs> – I got nothing here. I mean, I'd like to say it's Yelich at home. He's four eight. Okay, he's not like he's not too bad on Fanduel on DK. He's five two. Obviously, super expensive. But go ahead, because I'm at a loss in this one. I have no beat on this one whatsoever. Well, the Brewers should be able to make some contact against Sean Anderson. Like An- Sean Anderson's actually been. I mean, he's been okay. You know, like a four ERA, but he's striking out five per. And he's walking yeah. almost three per. And his contact rate is eighty six percent. So you know. He's just not going to get a lot of strikeouts tonight, and the Brewers are going to be able to at least make some contact. So just looking overall, I mean, lefties have been better against them than righties, and there's a lot of lefties in that Brewers lineup. I mean, yep. right, right through all of them. So What about a righty like Keston Hero, who's 2.9? I mean, you have to take that value. I mean, it's, Do you, it's, even though it's the righty? That's why do. I kind of brought it up, because I think it's I think a good do. discussion point. Okay. Yeah, I think you do. I think you... It's easier to do on FanDuel. On DraftKings at 4-3, I'd probably shy away. But on FanDuel at, at that price, I think that's I mean, that's something that you should definitely want to – I mean, you should get on board with. You may not see a lot of home runs. I mean, Anderson does keep the ball on the ground. That kind of limits it. But you mentioned San Fran, and I agree. They probably won't be able to keep this up. But Chase Anderson's not very good either. And, you mm. know, it, for the first time all year, we're starting to see, like, on DraftKings, these guys have finally got into the four range, like Brennan Belt. Evan Longoria is like four six. Like yeah, they had a good run, but I, feel I like, like them that when they're good cheap. Run it's over. Yeah, I, I, I just I like feel like it's over cheap. though. Yeah, it's yeah, now that over. now that you have to pay for him, it's not a secret anymore. Ugh, I'm over it. Uh, yeah. Robbie five and two thirds is going against Adam Wainwright uh, in this one tonight, and uh, some some cheap guys in this game. So I want to highlight a couple of them. Tyler O'Neill at two point one on Fanduel. That's super cheap. Again, one off power. Jake Lamb, who's back too. After a long uh, IL stint for the first half of the year, he's at 2.6 on FanDuel. Adam Jones at 3K. Uh, so a lot of guys on the cheap here. Even Matt Carpenter is just 2.9 at the top of that Cardinals lineup. So there is definitely opportunity, and this is mind-blowing to me. Paul Goldschmidt at 3.2. Oh, I know. I know. I mean, where what has happened? Where are we right now? We're in the upside down, Chris. I know we're in the upside down you and I have, feel like it's basically you take some shots because it's yes. a lefty against um, Paul Goldschmidt against a lefty. I mean, come on. We got to take a shot at three points too. 
You have to. I've been writing him up every single day for two weeks over at TQE. I've noticed his price. It just continues to drop, and it continues to drop. I mean, he hit a home run, I think, a couple games before the All-Star break. He went yard. It was a two-run shot. I believe the game was in Seattle. I mean, you take that shot. We know about the second half over the past couple years with him. Eventually, he's going to turn it around. This is the time to be on him. I like Jose Martinez a lot, too. I mean, he's hitting 377 against left-handed pitching so far this season. He's got five bombs against them. He's just really hit lefties well. I know it's been a small sample size, but he, you know, with some of the injuries and stuff, he's earned himself a role. Uh, a left-handed 43% hard hit rate against lefties, like that's that's a top. That's a great number right there as well. Um, the Woba is strong, 354. Um, actually 469. Wow. 469 against lefties. I like, I like a lot of those guys. I know the line star apps loving Robbie Ray, but I'm not going to go there personally. He just walks too many guys, gives up a lot of hard contact and he gives up bombs as well. So I mean, give me a lot of those Cardinal bats. Martinez so is maybe anyone one of my picking, favorite values. Yeah. I, I mean, I think so too. I think it's one of the sneaky ones on the slate today. Is anyone pitching for the Tigers yet? I mean, you know, I mean, come on. It's already in the morning here, and we're fi- we're recording this show, and no one's pitching for the Tigers. But Danny Duffy's, I mean, they're 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 horrendous right now. But Danny Duffy is six point eight on DK, seven point nine on Fanduel. I can understand the love on as a secondary pitcher with Garrett Cole tonight. <laughs> Maybe just go all the way down to the board with Danny Duffy. Uh, Mondesi is three point seven on Fanduel. Merrifield's three point six. Some really strong values there after they I'm were seeing kind of price high. I'm seeing Spencer Turnbull potentially. Uh, oh, which, ah, there you which, go. You know, he really, really struggled. I know I liked him earlier on the year as, as a guy to keep an eye on. Um, you know, he's he was on the IL for a little bit. I'm not seeing anything confirmed, though, but I, I do see it on one of my apps, Spencer Turnbull. But he's a guy actually to pick on, so I think you're onto something there with, like, Mondesi. And, and he may not go deep in this game. We know the Tigers' bullpen is just horrendous. So, Solaire, yeah. maybe, Dozier. It could be some home runs. In that yeah, game. well, yeah. Solaire, Dozier, Mondesi, Merrifield, another kind of sneaky group there that's very low-priced. Uh, Solaire, 3-2, also on FanDuel. Another cheap guy. So, let's get to my favorite guy of the night. And he's in Colorado. He's John Gray. And you'll say, but it's in Colorado, Joe. And I'll say, that's okay, because he's been better this year in Colorado than on the road. In fact, John Gray has given up more home runs, twice as many home runs away from cores as in cores, if you can believe that stat. Four home runs at home this year in eight starts, in 11 road starts, 10 home runs, okay? He's got a 3-3-5 ERA in cores. Lock it up tonight on FanDuel. This is what you do. You put John Gray at 7-3, and you ride the, the Colorado bats there, and you're not fearful of the Reds. I don't care if Scooter's back. I don't care. He's Give been bad John anyway. Gray. It's Scooter, mate. Anyway. Yeah, I think he, like, re-aggravated his injuries, so yeah. I, I don't know if he even plays. I don't know. All I know is that Sonny Gray, God bless him, he's he's had a good year, but I'm going to go with uh, Colorado here. Give me Dahl. Give me story. Give me Arenado and John Gray. Now on DK, it's hard because John Gray is nine. So it's a little bit more expensive than you realize. And by the time you get to that, you might reconsider Clevenger instead of Gray. But on FanDuel, it's a no brainer to me. He's the tournament arm of the night, arm of the night. And I think most people would just be scared of it because they won't understand the splits or buy into them. So give me all the gray on FanDuel tonight. How about you, Chris? Are you with me? Come on. I'm with you. I'm with Woo! you. Yeah. I mean, the Reds are 28th and run scored. They're not a, they don't have a scary lineup, right? They just, they just don't. They're just, they've been underperforming for most of the year. And they've been striking out a lot more lately too, almost in the top 10 in K in K percentage. They stink. They yeah. stink. I've they, had it with you. They actually you do. They stink. really, they really Reds do. Like up stink. and down their lineup, they haven't been good. Suarez hits lefties well. Gray's a righty, and the only guy that's hot in that lineup is Puig, and that's it. 
Yeah. All right. We got automatic mic fires at 8.4. Uh, this is a decent one, you know, for the quality start. You know, you know what it is. Over on uh, FanDuel, he's 8.4. On DK, he's 8.5. He's going against Ivan Nova. Uh, you know, look, I, I look at this one, Chris, and I say to myself, all right, look, it's it's the same deal. We always talk about those guys, you know, but all of a sudden, Matt Olson on, on DK, 5-1. Okay, yeah, 5-1. But I Chris know. Davis is still just 3-7. For some reason, they doesn't love him. On FanDuel, Chris Davis at 3-2, Matt Olson at 3-8, Chapman at 3-9. A very good stack against Devon Nova tonight. Then you got Taylor Cole at home against Mike Leak. So, obviously, Mike Leak very hittable. What do you think about paying up for Trout tonight at 4-7? It's not terrible i don't think against mike leak at home what do you think yeah and trout is i mean he's had an unbelievable run before the all-star break i think he hit like seven homers in four games um the, the most homers he's ever had at the all-star break or high for him and mike leak you're right highest contact rate um hard hit rate at 41 percent. those are the highest of any pitcher going tonight by far um the 84 percent contact rate is fifth overall in baseball he's allowed the second most home runs he's allowed the third most hits like there's a reason the angels have a 5.17 implied total i think you go up and down the board i mean i like the lefties in this lineup with otani and calhoun i like trout upton should return this lineup i i like those four a lot and you're right about the oakland bats against Avon nova it's the same thing like there's a lot of red flags when it comes to mike leak and Avon Nova, a ton of them. So I, I think those are the stacks. If you're playing the late slate, I'd play them both in cash. I'd get some exposure to them on the full slate. Runs across the board, I think, with Oakland and L.A. tonight. All right, so the last one here is San Diego. Denilson Lamette at 5.6 against Dallas Keuchel at 7.5. That's the FanDuel pricing. But look uh, at the, the DK, DK pricing. The DK Lamette. pricing for Denilson Lamette is 9.8. <laughs> Am I missing so, something? I don't know, man. I, I Like, I, I like know. him, actually. I, I've... I've talked about him numerous times. Do you not hate like, like him? Is he a trap not... at nine eight? Okay. Yes, of course. Well, how, how about it? Okay. Okay. So he's a trap at nine eight on DK. Let's put that. I think we can all agree on that. What about yeah. the five six on Fandle? I mean, is it yeah. good enough if... against that lineup in Atlanta? You're gonna sweat it out. Obviously, we're talking about one of the best offenses in baseball that they they don't really strike out. But I mean, he just faced the Dodgers in his first start in like two years and he went five innings. He only gave up three hits, struck out seven. Like he can strike guys out. I mean, he can hit a hundred on the gun. He's got a couple pitches. Like I'm a fan. He keeps the ball on the ground. Uh, the last time we saw him was, you know, he was flirting with a 50, 54% fly ball rate or ground ball rate rather. But I mean, it's, it's really for those who like to be ultra contrarian tournament arm, just a little bit different. You want to stack on bats. You don't feel any of the pitching tonight. I'm fine with it, but I mean, well, look, it's the kind of night where you could do face. that. You could do that. You could stack yeah. on bats and, and make it work. Dittleson has to get the quality start and has to get some K's. Like that's what he's got to do. The problem is I don't see the K's in that Atlanta lineup. No, even though it's in San Diego. There. So I'm going to fade it all together. I think it's a trap on both sides for yeah. different reasons, for completely different reasons is a trap on either side. So besides the Dodgers with the upset, what else are we looking at from the betting lines tonight, Chris? Uh, well, I think you can get on board with picking like the Yankees by two, um, like Oakland, Milwaukee. These teams by two, I think they'll score some runs. The Angels by two get a little bit more value. I like I like um, I like Minnesota on the road. Even though we talked up Clevenger, I just any time that you know the Twins are on the road and they're they're road dogs, I I just want to get involved. Same with the Mets. The Mets on the road, they're road dogs. I I want to get involved there for sure. I just I just. I got it. I got to get involved on the on the road with the road dogs, and I like St. Louis at home against Robbie Ray. So those are those are a couple. 
Um, I think we'll probably see the over in Colorado and Cincinnati, but I won't go there because you talked me into John Gray. Yeah, baby. Woo. Let's go, John, John Gray. Gray. Let's, Let's go. I mean, come on. I mean, yeah. I didn't talk you into it. He no, you Gray didn't talk you into it. I yeah, mean, you're on. right. He did it all. I, mean, I was just the, I'm just the facilitator. That's yeah, all I am here. You're right. I mean, it's not a great <laughs> pitching slate. When when Mike Fires it's is not. your fifth highest price pitcher on the board, and mind you, yes. he's been really good. Yeah, he's but your he's still fifth Mike highest Fires, price so. pitcher on the board. You know that you know it's a it's a weird night. So don't be afraid to <laughs> to spend down on some pitching and be a little bit contrarian there. There you go. All right, it's that time again. Let's call our shot, and I am going to go to New York. The Bronx Bombers are going to bomb Aaron Sanchez. And I'm going to go for a little Sanchez on Sanchez action. That's right. A Sanchez on Sanchez crime. Gary Sanchez taking Aaron Sanchez yard. Uh, his little brother. No, just kidding. No relation there. But uh, I'm going to go for Gary Sanchez to take Aaron Sanchez yard tonight in the battle of the Sanchez's. Who you got? Who's leaving the park tonight for you, Meanie? Uh, I am going to go to LA and I'm going to pick on Mike Leak. It's just, where do I want to go? Man. Come on. Otani is a good one too. You know, Otani is a great one. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's go with Shohei. Let's go. There you go. It's not even fun to pick them, but yeah, Shohei Otani. And by the way, like if you you wanted to pick Trout, you could pick Trout. Okay. There's no No, rules here. I want Shohei Otani. All right. I know you think. Think less of yourself when you pick Trout and you feel dirty inside because it's too easy. But right, we is only right. picked him once, eh? As a duo, we've I think only we've only picked, picked him one time on your. You did and it he, too, and yeah. he did go yard. And it, you actually went Otani at the, in the same game, and he went. Yard. Listen, <laughs> yeah, we there's did. gonna be that some home good... runs for the Angels tonight. Wasn't that the game you were at too? I was at that one. You were at yeah. that game in Toronto. That was, that was good times. So you got to watch it all unfold live. But no, I think Otani against. I mean, against Mike Lee, come on, man. What I mean, do you that, think Otani could do over, like, if he was just a full-time hitter and you gave him 600 plate appearances, you think he's a 40-home run guy? Uh, I don't know. Uh, he's got to get better about le- with lefties if he's going to do that. But yeah. I, he's definitely a 30-something home run guy. I think he's, he's already proven that he's in that range. 36 homers well, here's, and here's a bigger, per plate appearances. Here's a big a meta, meta question for you, okay? Here's the meta concept. Are you better off? with the angels right now looking ahead and saying, Hey, this guy's more valuable to us if he's healthy and in the lineup every day than if he's pitching every fifth day and putting himself potentially at harm from pitching or at fatigue from pitching. I mean, at a certain point, when do you say what's more valuable? Show you the hitter or show you the pitcher. I know. I've been thinking about that a lot too. I mean, this is a guy who it's, it's unbelievable. I think personally and watching him in that small sample, I think he's a better pitcher than a hitter. I really do. Really? Um, wow. Yeah, he is a phenomenal pitcher. But w- but watching him at the plate, just so impressive and how he's adjusted against lefties. You're right. He's got to get better against lefties. But how he's adjusted over that small sample size. I mean, this is a guy who has 167 games, 585 plate appearances. He has 36 home runs and he's hitting 292. It's very, very impressive for somebody who just came over, has doesn't know anything that anybody's saying to him with language wise and is also rehabbing like this guy's throwing a 40 pitch bullpen session and then going out later that day and hitting two bombs like it's it's unbelievable what he's doing amazing he needs to be talked about actually a little bit more i hope to see him in the derby next year he's he's fun to watch that would be fun that would definitely be fun he should throw to himself in the derby (laughs) that'd be great that's (laughs) <laughs> all right that'll do it for us on that note i know right where you can follow us on twitter at line star app at line star mlb at joe pizza ps 17 and at chris meanie there's nothing left for us to do except step out of the on deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard we'll see you next time kids 
listening to the DFS On Deck podcast, brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizapia and Chris Meaney.